overwhelmed by environmental news? Listen to the Green Diva's My Earth 360 report for the latest eco-news bits from around the globe, carefully curated and borne by our need to say WTF. But we also love to share encouraging stories and, of course, ways that you can make your voice count for the Earth. It's not just my Earth. It's our Earth. And together, we can make a difference. This segment is sponsored by TerraPass. Clear the air with carbon offsets at TerraPass.com. Yeah, here we are, back with our favorite green diva, Lynn Hasselberger. Oh, I thank you for saying that. Talking, well, you are. Um, And you're my favorite. Yay. (laughs) We're gushing. We love each other. Oh, yes. Anyway, you know, she is really all about what's the latest in environmental news. She's got her finger on the pulse. So what? Well, actually, I know what we're going to talk about because I saw this segment on Sunday. Yeah, you saw it first. I saw it for, which is unusual. I just want to say that you're usually a little ahead of the curve, ahead of the road there for me. Um, but I saw this interview on 60 Minutes about Duke Energy and this coal ash slurry mess. And I was right, like, what we had talked about, I think it was back in February. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, we scooped that story. No. <laughs> That's right. But what but they, it, and it goes a little deeper, or a lot deeper than what we it knew does. about back then. Yeah, and so I let Lynn know about it because I knew she would dig in and understand this and be able to tell us about it. Because I kind of didn't see the entire segment, so you 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 let it rip, girl. Oh, okay. Well, um, back in. Well, I didn't know that's how you were going to handle it. <laughs> All right, you want, me, you want me to try to do a synopsis? All I know is they were talking about synopsis. I can say that. They were talking about how, and, and I thought this over? was good news. No, I'm going to keep going. The good news oh. is that there are coal plants closing all over <laughs> North Carolina, right? Right. And we know that from our Beyond Coal people, you know, Anna Jane Joyner and Marion Head, and we're like, yay. But what's happening is places like the ones owned by Duke Energy, they're like, okay, we'll shut down, and they're leaving. Oh, yeah, they just leave these coal ash pits behind. Yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's horrendous. It's like, oh, well, there you go. We'll just leave it there. And they're not even, then they're not lined. Yeah. No, they're apparently extremely toxic, filled with all kinds of heavy metals, mercury, arsenic, and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That are leaching, obviously, and most of these things, it turns out, are near water. Like, and some rip. are actually in the backyard of. They had a. They had yeah. an image of kids yeah. jumping on their trampoline, and yeah. there's a coal ash pit What's right in their backyard. You know, so they had some plan to like cap it off, but that still doesn't stop it from leaching underneath. But the weirdest thing that really disturbed me the most, and it's not really weird, it's just upsetting is that the EPA is sort of like letting them just stall on all this, just leaving it there. Mm-hmm. What did you gather from that? Well, um, I happened to read an interesting article this weekend in the Times, and they had done an investigation on... When you say the Times, do you mean the New York Times? I do mean the New York Times. <laughs> Even though you're in Chicago, see? I, I read the New York Times. It's the, it's printed in Chicago. That's yeah, how I they know. Get it here, but, I know. We do, too. Um just a few things going on with uh, the EPA. In one case, 
um, the attorney ge- attorneys general around the nation. They're getting really cozy with these energy companies. So mm. um, one example of that, this is not specific to coal ash, but, you know, certainly can be related. Um, there was a letter that was presented to the EPA in 2001 by one of these attorney generals in Oklahoma, and it accused regulators of grossly overestimating the amount of air pollution caused by energy companies drilling, specifically um, energy companies that are drilling new natural gas wells in his state. Hmm. Well, it was recently discovered that the three-page letter was actually written by the lawyers for Devon Energy, which happens to be one of Oklahoma's biggest oil and gas companies. Uh So he was just the conduit. They changed only a few words before delivering it to the EPA. So Mm. it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg because there's this alliance that's been formed between Republican attorneys general and the nation's top energy producers, and they're working to push back against Obama's regulatory agenda. Oh, lest anybody think that the EPA is actually working on our behalf. Well, exactly. And the other thing that came out, um, I think just yesterday, was that there's a scientist that has deep industry ties uh, with the chemical industry that's being considered for a key EPA job. It's an EPA um, uh, department or whatever called Integrated Risk Information System. That department determines which chemicals can make people sick and in what doses. So here he is with deep ties to the chemical industry Mm-mm. being considered for this position. Um, and this particular department was, um, back in 2008, the Government Accountability Office reported that Integrated Risk Information System, otherwise known as IRIS, <laughs> um, that their database of toxic chemicals was updated so infrequently yeah. That it was in danger of becoming obsolete. Yeah, yeah. So you know, these are just kind of the things that happen. And well, and and isn't there a statistic that you know? I mean, I think there's some something like eighty thousand chemicals that we, as just consumers, you know, bump along in our daily lives. And, right. Only like a couple hundred of them have and ever been only tasted. like two tested. to three hundred. Not tasted. Maybe they've been tasted, but tested for safety. Right. So yeah, and there's an awful lot out there that we don't know, and that we're still. Um, you know, bumping up against. So Yeah, so this coal ash thing, it just kind of it underscores some of the things that are going on. The EPA is supposed to be, the government is supposed to be, you know, protecting its people. The EPA is supposed to be protecting us, protecting our air, our water. And the environment. All of these yeah. things. The Not environment. Happening. That's Not why happening. they're, you know, the EPA. And it's, kind of like this revolving door that happens. And so it's not really the Environmental Protection Agency. It's more like the Enterprise Protection Agency, right? You know, corporate. Well, it seems like that. That's what it feels like, yeah. Right. Don't want to just... It's corporate interest uh, taking the front seat. Yeah. But the one thing that really blew my mind about the coal ash situation in North Carolina is that Duke Energy has 100 million tons of coal ash in, there's like 32 ponds just sitting there in North Carolina alone. Yeah. 
and they're not sure what they're going to do with it yet. No, and there was that lovely woman there with the oh, big yeah, eyes. Oh, yeah, she was smiling right? the whole time, with the, the CEO. How about the eyes, the big eyes, you know what I mean? And yes. she was like, well, this is one of our top priorities. I'm like, really? Because it's just sitting there while we're trying to you know, discover the best, most responsible way to handle it. And I'm like, responsible? Line those suckers, to, you know, stop it from leaching into the environment and deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So I will be posting um, an action item about coal ash, maybe uh, something else also uh, just specific to EPA, uh, urging the EPA to do their job or something. I don't know. I'll find something. Urging Um, the EPA to actually protect the environment? Yeah, that would be nice, right? (laughs) Just saying. In better news. Okay. The Lima, Peru... Climate talks are going on right now. Ah. And John Perry, not Perry, Kerry, why did I say Perry? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he plans to attend on Thursday. And okay. he's going there to strongly urge negotiator negotiators to reach a deal. He's made climate change a priority. Yeah, he has. Um, he's he spent months helping negotiate that U.S. and China agreement to cut, cut carbon emissions, yep. the one that was announced in November, and the U.S. and China are two biggest polluters in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether or not that leads to actual change, we shall see. But there's hope that this, because those two biggest polluters in the world, world leaders, came to that agreement, there's hope that a global climate deal will become a, a reality. So we'll see. Oh, good. It's a step in the right direction as opposed to whatever year that was that the U.S. didn't even show up to these climate talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, good. All right, so that's, so that's a, little a little good, good news. news. All right, well, let's wrap this one up because we've got more cool stuff coming up in this that's show. Good. Thanks, Lynn. Hey, have a great day. This segment has been sponsored by TerraPass. Remember to get your carbon offsets at TerraPass.com. Get all the details from this Green Divas My Earth 360 report and lots more on thegreendivas.com. That's T H E greendivas.com and myearth360.com.